I don't have friends. I got family. people to another episode of Cinema Amore. I am your hostess Lexi. With me as always, my wonderful fast family. Justin. No Chuck. Sorry, was I still a little quiet there? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I know. Okay. And uh we are powering right along and we are coming to around the end of the series, so we are on number eight, the fate of the furious. This is the film where Paul Walker is no longer with us, and Vin is now the focal character of the series. Not that he really wasn't in Seven and such. Yeah, and we got Scott Eastwood in this movie. He's the new Paul Walker. Is that what he's supposed to be? Uh, He's a white guy, I don't know. Because I noticed that they specifically gave him the import cars, and they were all the kind of cars that Walker would have driven in this movie, basically. Exactly the same cars that Walker would have driven, so... So long as he's not driving a blue car, I think it's okay. They were okay. all blue. Well, then it's not yeah. okay. Okay. He was, he replaced Paul. He's a terrible replacement, if that's what it was supposed to be. Better than Lucas Black. Yeah, he's no Lucas Black for sure. Yeah, we didn't even have Lucas Black in this one. Plot of the film is that Sway from Gone in 60 Seconds, played by played by Charlize Theron, shows up. At... Oh, she, you're saying that she's Angelina Jolie? Yeah, she's basically Angelina Jolie's character from Gone in 60 Seconds and Angelina Jolie's character from um, Hackers combined together into one character. I never thought about that at I guess it is Angelina Jolie inspired. And entirely the same hair. <laughs> You're basing the character off the entirely hair. Entirely the hair. But you couldn't figure out Scott Eastwood is Paul Walker? Oh, I knew it. On his car. I knew it was. 
I know 100%. And his white guy I just thought we were going to come up on that conversation later on and we were going to jump right at it. And uh, she has somehow gotten a hold of Dom's ex who has had a baby that Dom didn't know that she had. Elena. Yeah. And uh, she's blackmailing Dom into doing bad guy stuff for her. And so now Dom is... A bad guy and his team has to battle him it's like oh my god Dom has slipped sides now everything is a topsy-turvy and how will the team deal with fighting their own he basically drives the 2022 Batmobile I, I actually thought this movie was a lot better than maybe the best one since 5 I'd agree with you I had more fun with this one the action sequences are good the plot moves along well yeah it's got a bunch of like nice different types of environments like this is the first time that we see them in snow and this is also new york city is actually a really good set piece i think yeah for them never never being to new york before it it was then they filmed some of that in ohio too you know ohio for new york specifically all the cars coming out of the parking garage it's weird because it doesn't look real <laughs> it looks like cg cars but to some extent like they, they dropped a bunch of real cars so i don't, I don't know why it looks that way I it's also i thought that that looks like cg as well and when i learned that it's all real cars i was like oh it's fake as fuck but apparently it's all real also my like family that's really big into conspiracy theories their worst nightmares in this film of somebody being able to take control of these cars and drive them you can't do that <laughs> i know but they don't and this is their biggest fear don't worry you can't do that it's completely impossible and yeah maybe not for much longer no really can't do that why you have a cars that can drive themselves you can't have somebody hack into the car uh, i guess i guess if the car can completely if the car is completely self-automated i guess there's a possibility that you could hack into it and yeah, like, it, if it's that. set up like that, I feel like... None of the cars that they... Right, I feel it's I mean, more possible. in that sequence, none of the cars in that sequence... I mean, they had a Prius from anywhere ranging from, like, 2005 all the way up through, you know, now. And they were all mostly, you know, Dodge products, which none of them would... When you have God's eye, anything is possible. I guess. God's plan. <laughs> from there on out. This movie has my favorite Dom charger personally i really like his final ice charger the one that has the emp built on it and whatever yeah because it looks like the batmobile it's cool. i like it and it does look like the batmobile i'd agree with you but I, I like that one it's like my favorite dom charger it's just cool uh i'm gonna fuck it up but my favorite part slash line is when hobbs gets when he gets betrayed by dom he ends up getting arrested and he's in the same prison as Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw for some reason, who's in a completely different cell than he was in the last movie. There's a riot of, like, a huge escape. Deckard's, like, trying to escape, and Hobbs is chasing him, and there's one guy that's just like, Hobbs, I've been waiting a long time for this. And he just grabs the guy's shank and <laughs> stabs Great him in the chest. chest. Yeah. I don't remember what he says if it's yeah. just, like, not today or something, but he, like, pushes that guy four or five feet across the floor and that's literally i've laughed laughed the hardest in the movie then we get more mr nobody he's got his little partner little nobody <laughs> we get more ludic ludicrous 
we don't have Ludacris's too fast, too style hairdo, but Ramsey, last name unknown, is as close as we're getting to that Ludacris for over a while. We pushed the Ramsey, Ludacris, what's his face, love triangle, Tyrese, love triangle. I mean, All the way to Ludacris. Yeah. Two movies even, every time she was there, she's always with Ludacris. If, that, if, if this is a love triangle, it's a very uneven love triangle, <laughs> considering she's... She's always in the car with Ludacris. She's always with him, and Tyrese is always just like, "Yeah, girl." And she's like, mm, "I'm not into it." I did at- the line where they're Interpol's top ten most wanted, and she's number ten, and they have that dumb joke about her being a ten. Yeah. Well, and then it ended with her looking at both of them, being like, "What's my last name?" So like, neither of them stands a chance with her. That I'm done. Until the next one. Basically, yeah. It should end with, like, her with Ja Roll. Ha! <laughs> That'd be terrible. Wouldn't that be great? And then they go off to Firefest 2.0? Yeah. I mean, I honestly wouldn't recommend watching this, watching all these movies back to back to back to back. Because I don't think you're given too much. But it also does really help for whenever they bring in these old-ass characters randomly that you're supposed to remember from, like, the more forgettable movies. Mm-hmm. Although this one's pretty much all new. I liked Cuba. It feels like it's... Feels like I like the race in Cuba. Racist. I thought it was funny. Vin Diesel's uh, heritage a little bit more by him going to Cuba where his cousin lives. I'm like, so is Vin Diesel Cuban? Right. I'm confused. Like, more confused? Like, still still wondering? I've often wondered that. <laughs> or I didn't know if he was really his, like, yeah. You're like is he, real is he blood. Like, I'm so confused. Like, you know, how everybody's family? Like, yeah. What is it gets very lost. The Cuba race sequence is interesting because it's an opportunity to show the Cuban car culture while also, like, they just whitewash the fuck out of it. Why? There were no white people in that. You know what I mean. Cuba basically, like, America went over there in, like, what was it, like, the 50s, 60s, and, like, we started building, like, hotels and casinos and shit, and we brought a bunch of our cars over there. And then when we left, we left all those cars over there, and then Soviet Russia went over there, and they went over and they built a bunch of structures, and they brought a bunch of Ladas and shit over there, and then they left those cars over there. So then there was, like, a bunch of Soviet cars that were left over there, and then all the embargo and shit happened, and nobody could go over to Cuba, and they couldn't do anything, so... They've had to basically take, like, what they have there and, like, reuse it over and over and over until there's nothing left of it so their cars are all the same cars that have been on the island that were left there forever and they reuse them into like taxis that can seat like 12 15 people so like the old cars are like giant taxis that just like seat like 15 people and it's interesting culture in that regard they don't have all these like fresh new looking like classic cars all over the island and all this kind of shit like it's not like that Dom just imported his car there for some reason. Ladas and shit that are all like hopped up and modified. And there is like, they did kind of touch on it when they showed like the motor in the guy's car. He's like, that's a boat motor. I'm like, yeah, that was like kind of touching on that culture lightly because like they have motors. Uh, Did you like the racing? I'm surprised it took this long to be in a movie where they're like, the only way we're going to win this race is if we take off all the unnecessary weight on this vehicle. Yeah. So they just, like, take off the doors <laughs> in, the, in the hood. I, I And they make the, the makeshift, like, NOS. Well, what, what is a Cuban mile? Bullshit that they made for this movie. Doesn't mean anything? No, it's nonsense for this film. 
the way that they do stuff like that in like Cuba is they do this kind of racing where they take like both of their cars and they put a tire in between the front of them and they essentially like almost sumo wrestle where they like push their cars into each other <laughs> until one car kind of gives out. I mean, I thought like it's a good race. I the concept of it was a little bit funny too because they had motorcycle riders ahead of them that would stop and block traffic and i'm like i feel like realistically somebody would get fucking run over on their motorcycle when they just pull in front of driving traffic to be like stop like i'd be like what the fuck this motorcycle came out of nowhere and i hit them well there's also not a whole lot of traffic in cuba they try to take dom out with a motorcycle dom finishes the race backwards his car's exploding but he's not exploding I don't know how he doesn't burn to death in that car because it really looks like he would. It also looks like that car would have exploded. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I played too much GTA, but <laughs> I thought it would have exploded way sooner than than uh, when it was like mid air going into the ocean. I like how after he jumps out of his car, he gets up and he's surrounded by all of the Cuban children <laughs> who bring snacks to. Yeah, they are just children for some reason, even though, like, you definitely see adults running towards him. But I do love how he his face is so funny when he's when he's looking backwards and he, and he gets that extra explosion. That's maybe Vin Diesel's best acting to date, I think. And he's yelling at all these people to get out of the track that have run into the track yeah. or the road. We finally have a character named Rhodes. Uh, doesn't drive yep. ever. But his name is Rhodes. I'm surprised that they didn't have a Rhodes earlier in this series. He's played by that... He's that red-bearded guy from Game of Thrones. So this is the second movie in a row with somebody from Game of Thrones. It happens. Well, I guess we'll get... Jason Momoa started there, too. So yeah, he did. Unless there's one more <laughs> in nine, we, 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 we... Maybe we skip it. Maybe we don't. Maybe there's a character in there. I found her... I found Charlize Theron horribly annoying in this film, like, her character it's not that she's a bad actor i think it's because you okay her character's just obnoxious lexi says she's a bad actor michelle rodriguez is a bad actor i did not say it's always women i did not say always did not say charlie's theron is a bad actor at all i said she's a great actor yeah and the movie did and the movie didn't say that scott eastwood's replacing paul walker we just know it but he never he doesn't come back for nine does he? He's not back in nine, but that's not my point. My point is that you're sexist. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Let me spell it out for you. You are wow. sexist. Okay. <laughs> you don't like these great performances by Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron because you are so sexist. So you didn't think Charlize Theron's character She's was supposed to be irritating in this film? She's the villain. No. She's supposed to be? You're not supposed to like her. Well, yeah, but like, she I- could have been a better villain. Yeah. I didn't really find her annoying in any way. I mean, she wasn't the warmest of characters, but like how Chuck said, she's a villain. She's just like, I don't know, she's just unnecessary. Everything that she does is just kind of like unnecessary. She is unnecessary this in, the, in this series. There's a lot of unnecessary right. characters. This could have ended at one movie and we're getting to 10. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we might get up to 12 with today's oh, news. Oh, God. And then we'll get our legacy, mo- our fast legacy films, and within ten years, I did like I did thought about this earlier in past episodes. Lexi said, you, you know, they'll reboot the series after a three year break, and I'm thinking, well, most of these movies are after three years, so it'd be fucking hilarious if they ended the series and then three years later they're already doing uh, their kids all grown up, and now they're the protagonist. <laughs> That would, like, rush the series so far into the future. Yeah, there would have to... Well, I don't know. It'd only probably be to have them... I don't know. 
<laughs> it looks like that kid's <laughs> aging pretty fast. So right. I probably only really need like a 10 year gap in, in the time that you're telling to have them be like young adults. <laughs> it's going to be Timothy Chalamet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Whose kid is he going to be? Is he going to be? Is he going to be Brian's kid or is he going to be Brian the kid? I think they should have just, at the end of this movie, they reveal that Dom's kid that he had with Elena, uh, they're like, we're going to name him Brian, which makes it still weird that Brian's alive in the universe, because it's literally like what you would do if your friend died. So I think they should have just named him Paul Paul or something like that. If it was like the back of his head or something, you feel like that would be a moment where they they bring Brian back and be like, be like, now meet your... Meet your my son. Mm-hmm. I named him after you. It's also dumb that Elaine is like that kid looks like he's I don't <laughs> yeah. know maybe like one to two years old, and she's like, I didn't name him till I was gonna tell you, and I was like, Were you just you've had that kid and you just haven't been calling it anything? Also, she's like because it feels like it's too. I'm confused it's been with too the timing for her because to have that kid that would since the last time she was with Dom. Yeah, I mean, even though she was, we didn't see her pregnant or whatever in was it six. Six I'm, I'm kind of getting confused with my timeline because time I mean six is when she comes at the beginning of six right so that would mean six seven and eight yeah. happen all within like a year of each other yeah the time doesn't make the most sense um Letty being okay with it seems weird too I mean I know we're supposed yeah. to, that she was dead and had no memory <laughs> or and or had no memory at this point in the movie it's also interesting because you can definitely see that uh the Rock and Vin Diesel clearly not wanting to work together as they uh, really don't interact in this entire film. Even there, there's not a whole lot of scenes where they're even in the same room, and even in those scenes, it's very clear that they, I don't believe, are being shot at the same time. He, especially like that rooftop ending scene, I'm pretty sure they were not on set at the exact same time. That whole thing looks like a green screen that they're standing in front of, and it, it feels like they filmed everybody separately. Yeah. It looks yeah. it looks like the room. It makes yeah, me feel like it, like reminding of that scene. movie. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's that like, green like, screen I'm roof. Yeah, sure they're not even remotely together. And I, I yeah, I don't think the Rock and Vin Diesel at all were were together on set for this entire film. It's not like the worst looking movie, but like you can clearly tell they're not driving their cars. They don't pretend to make it look like they're driving their cars most of the time. Um, but some of the worst CGI I see is still like in nine for some reason. I don't know how it looks as bad as it does, but there's a scene in that where Vin Diesel definitely 1000% doesn't even look like he's in the same place as I think it's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Like it's a one-on-one conversation. It looks like, <laughs> it looks it like he's looks not with her at all. There's, there's parts in 10 that don't look like him and Jason Momoa are on the same, on the same set from what we're seeing. I'm like, is that the thing? Does Vin Diesel like not shoot with anybody? Is just is he always just by himself? He's like, just roll the green screen in. I'll just film my parts in my trailer. It's just so weird. Yeah, maybe he does. I have no like idea. It started in in these later movies. I can't wait till the, yeah. I can't wait till the franchise is over and see if anyone else yeah. comes back well, out as like hating like not connect Vin Diesel. And he can't cut them out of the films. I mean, The Rock said that he wished it. He didn't say anything. Not because what he said isn't true like he means everything that he said about Vin Diesel but he wishes that he didn't like put it out there in the public so I guess we will never get Hobbs and Shaw part Maybe two the Shaw brothers just make it a play off of the off of the Kung Fu since since the, yeah get that character coming back which is another bizarre moment of now 
his brother's the good guy, and they just kind of really gloss over the fact that he killed a lot of people, even even more so than the than the yeah. rest of the crew that kills a lot of people. They really gloss over, and they're like, "He's fine. We we got him back, and he was only a bad guy because Charlie's there and made him a bad guy. He really wasn't like that." And they course correct too, because the big glaring plot point is that. Deckard Shaw also murdered Han, and they retconned that too. How did Gal Gadot die? She fell yeah, on a runway. Yep, or she didn't sure. die. But how did Shaw, the brother, dot live just fine? But she she died. I don't know by your logic. Probably because she's a woman. She, could be out she couldn't. Oh, okay. Know. Survive. I forgot. Is, is it because of my hatred of women that she died? Yeah, I think that she's definitely coming like back would. though. Why not? I mean, I'm I'm yeah. feel it in my bones that Paul Walker's what are you coming doing back now. They too, canceled. So. Uh, they canceled Wonder Woman. So I mean, I could be wrong. She's got some time on her hands. Yeah, she doesn't have a big franchise anymore. That was yeah, her so one character. Back to her family, and yeah, and she didn't publicly uh, talk about how terrible Vin, D- Vin Diesel is, so uh, she can still come back. I don't know. And then you think too, if they're fighting each other, Vin Diesel and The Rock, maybe I- I'm sure Vin Diesel's some sort of producer with the Hobbs and Shaw movie so uh, he probably just doesn't want to do any of it anymore which is funny because that's another movie that sets up yeah. like there's going to be more Hobbs and Shaw I was so confused I did miss one more post credit scene I missed the post credit scene for five which we never talked about it's um, Eva Mendez's character returns and tells uh, The Rock yeah, that Letty is still yeah, alive that's the tease I, I just skipped over at the end of five but I I forgot that that was a thing it's hard it's not consistent uh, I look them up. The first movie, the fifth, the sixth, nine, Hobbs and Shaw. Because I, 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 I went to the end of this movie, and I'm like, I was like so sure there was a, a post credit scene, and there's not. I think there would be, because they they knew they were going to keep making more of these movies. You'd think they'd give you something, even if it was just uh, something short. But Yeah, they stiffed us on it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do, some of the stuff in this movie is... I'm just all right with like it. It doesn't bother me. Dom is like the bad guy, but not really like the rogue family member. uh, His turn as being the bad guy, because I think it was in the trailers too, if I'm remembering. But the fact that they show early on her telling him, like this is the plan and this is what you're gonna do, like it would have been a a much better moment in theaters to to just have it. You know, the when they're driving off after picking up that EMP, him and Hobbs driving, he's like, "Good job, buddy. That was that was a real good uh, that was a real good mission." And then like him just wreck the car and grab the EMP and walk off, and then be like, "Oh, why the hell did he do that? Like he betrayed his uh, he betrayed his family." Like, but it, uh, right. And you could have had a meet Charlie's yeah. Theron, but not really went into any more. We know the the whole thing. So all the scenes where Letty and Ramsey and all them are arguing back and forth about like he didn't betray us but like the audience is like but he did like we already we already know the complete reason why like we, we know it's it's one of those things where the audience is too far ahead of the characters in the movie and it just starts to get like you're just watching them and mm-hmm. like, let's all go uh we'll all meet up and talk about what we really think happened with dom and like uh, yeah as an audience member i'm like oh, we already know what happened with dom like get figure it out faster <laughs> like you're, you're just dragging this down. Yeah, like, the thing that they held off on for a little bit yeah. is that the leverage that Charlize Theron's cipher has on Dom is that she has his family, including a son that he never knew about. Which is really convenient, because in the beginning... 
I like in the beginning of the movie they do the Cuban race and then they go back to more of the honeymoon in Cuba and Letty brings up wanting to have a kid which is convenient because within 20 minutes he has a kid but then she's also like remember that guy with his son <laughs> that literally happened five minutes ago for us so yeah we definitely remember that uh, Jason Statham was a lot better in this movie um, I like how they they made him more of a good guy by simply saying yeah, that his record yeah, they is make, a lie. They make his character the exact same as uh, as Hobbs's character. Like, oh, I, I thought you were a criminal. He's like, oh, that's what your government says about you too. Uh, maybe makes you think. And it's like everyone's just supposed to go. You know, it does make me think. I guess he isn't a bad guy. Yeah, he didn't try to. He didn't try to murder Han uh, two movies ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, Helen Mirren too. I think she's not used a lot in this, but. I really did like the dumb scene that's totally would never fit in the real world, but it's like, I want you to take your brother with you. That's the only explanation as to why we have the mom's great. Luke, Luke Shaw come back. She's like one of my favorite characters. She's when the mom shows up. She's coming back. She's you know, Isabella getting, Toretto going to be of, better. A lot of care. We get a, we get just the two Puerto Rican guys for like all of two seconds in this movie. No, oh, sorry. They're Dominican Republicans. <laughs> we do you know what it's funny because when the movie started i saw their names in the credits yeah, yeah. and then i totally yeah. forgot about them being in the movie except for like their one the they're only there for I, twisty moments the that's I, it i think i yeah i was like oh those guys are in this one too like where are they at and i, cause I just couldn't remember and it wasn't until it wasn't until they get the whole we do that like elaborate showing how all the pieces fit together for how dom was able to do everything that they randomly pop up and the guy from the, it, we we tie it all back to the Cuban race by having the guy that he raced in Cuba come back to assist him with his uh, with his thing, and it's like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, just the complete with a flashback in case you forgot yeah. forgot about this character from the beginning of the movie. Was that the guy from the beginning of the movie that had an entire ten minute race? <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where Cipher, who can control all cameras and shit can't see Dom because <laughs> Dom knows of the two cameras yeah. and how to perfectly he's, yeah, he's, uh, again, block Dom them. Superhuman abilities. He's the only person in the world that can outsmart uh, the god's eye. Nobody else can figure it out. Or or I guess the only other option is hide in a fish truck. Well, he meets, he meets uh, Helen Mirren in that bar and it's funny to me because it's like you're telling me there wouldn't yeah, be one camera inside that place. Like... Right, like even if he went in the back, like oh, you think a back door would have a camera? Like there'd have to be something. So when he's bad guy Dom, he drives a GNX, which is a uh, AMC a, car. A DMX. GNX. Oh, okay. It's a, not a Charger. It looks like a Charger, but it wasn't a Charger. So his bad guy car was not a Charger. And also, I like when they shoot the little hooks into his car. Yeah, the grappling hook scene's the best scene of New York. It's so funny. It's so stupid, because I'm just... His car has 2,000 horsepower. Probably 5,000. 3,000 horsepower. Yeah. 5,000 horsepower. That's, I, I mean, I'm, his car doesn't have 5,000 horsepower. I'm surprised no one said it's ridiculous. over 9,000. Like, like they, they just didn't go full, full Super Saiyan me. That would be great. That, like, Vegeta. <laughs> I wanted one shot of, like, they have that, like, it's kind of a western-y standoff before they start hooking the car. And then when it's hooked from, like, five different angles, I just wanted one shot of a pedestrian, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, so confused about what's happening. And, it, like, in this movie, too, 
when all the cars are getting like taken over by the god's eye or whatever technology it is we clearly see scenes with people in their cars they lost control of their cars as their cars are taking off and then you get scenes of um uh the guy that the people that have the nuclear football basically just machine gunning these cars so like there's so many more pedestrians that just end up dying in this massacre for some reason Oh, then that taxi driver that, like, jumps out of his taxi but somehow doesn't get run over by millions of other cars. Also, anytime a hook goes into a car, it, like, almost kills the person but never does. And this happens towards the end of the movie with Roman, and it happens with Vin Diesel in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be, like, punctured into their side. They're like, this is like, oh, it went through my body. You shot it right into him. There's a lot of talking, too, with, like, when Dom shows up at the end, Ludacris is like glad to have you back they don't have any response from Dom but I'm like he can't fucking hear you he's not on the same calm as you guys they had conversations in their cars at one point they were driving around and they're talking to each other and I'm like nobody has an earpiece on or a calm or anything and they're all talking to each other in their cars and it was like it just dawned on me like that they're talking to each other but they don't have any like communication devices to talk maybe to they do other. have an earpiece in you just can't see it no I'm pretty sure you can't <laughs> uh, I like when the Lamborghini goes into the ice <laughs> and they're just like hold on to the door <laughs> and then you get the fun Roman sliding around he sure doesn't utilize the gun on his tank well enough they said that it was supposed to be an automated AI-propelled gun turret system on it, and he turns it on, and he shoots, like, two cars with it. I'm like, the thing should have been going the whole time until it ran out of ammo. Like, I don't understand why it wasn't, like, just firing off continuously the whole Cause time. Because he controlled it. Because like, they came in waves. It was really weird, because there was always, like, mm -hmm. ten cars behind them in that ice scene, and they would be taken out by something, and then there'd be ten more cars, and they'd be taken out by something, and there'd be ten more cars, I'm like, no one else is, like... It's like Uncharted, you have 5,000 bad guys to fight for no, no, no fucking reason. <laughs> they, just got all, they have all got to this place that no human civilization's, human civilization's been to before. The, the the base is funny in Russia, too, because they're like, oh, these people took over the base, and, you know, Russia will eventually take it back from them. And I'm like, there's a nuclear bomb there. Why would they – why are they waiting? Like, why would they not be trying to take it back from these people as soon as possible? Uh, you, we missed some action of these people being on the sub while the sub stuff was happening. Dom gets a really good jump off of ice and gets the torpedo to hit the submarine. That's a cool shot. And I'm also really surprised there's a scene where he's in the car with Rhodes, who's Cypher's right-hand man, and he's going to kill Michelle Rodriguez by, like, sharpshooting her. The minute that Dom knows that his family is safe and that he can kill this guy, instead of just doing something with his car, like, spinning it around and just, just like, knocking the guy out, he's just outside of the car to have some dumbass fist fight. I, I was, was like, I thought he was going to do his thing where he was always, uh popping wheelies with his car since the guy's like leaned over the hood to take his shot. I thought he was going to like do that where he pops his yeah. car. Instead it literally is. He gets out and slams his door real hard and the guy's like oh you made me miss. I can't believe you did that to me. Right like he's leaning on the car to take the yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, it would involve something with the car. With yeah Dom's car is the, the best. I also think that of all the characters Tyrese is like Maybe he's a little bit more funny, but he's yeah, never touched cool. his Too Fast, Too Furious humor. Yeah, 
in any of the sequels. It feels like, I, I, out of all the people, I almost genuinely wonder, are his lines improvised? Like, because uh, I know they've obviously they've ad libbed some stuff, like the the rock thing in uh, at the end. Yeah, so like they do that every once. Yeah, his forehead. Feel like, feel like he's almost just coming up with them. Like when he's like, he's like, yeah, my man, you got the beard. You Blanta, the Black Santa, and I was like, I was like, did someone write that line? That feels like 100% a Tyrese. Like, mm-hmm. like, it was just like that guy's got a beard, so I'm gonna call him Black Santa. Like, that's my joke, and people were just like, I guess that's what Tyrese's line's gonna be. He won't say the other line. He's just he just wants to say his line. That's the the best part too. Another good line, and it's also from The Rock, is when he's in the car and he's blabbering, 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 <laughs> and he's just like, Why are you always yelling? <laughs> That was a great meta moment in the uh, Fast franchise. It's not great. It's actually terrible. When he, uh, he's, he's much better. He he screams a lot in this movie and it's, oh, he screams a lot. Every time he does it, when he's like, when she hands him the gun and she's like, she's like, everyone else in that scene is playing it very, uh, very subtle. And then when she tells him, you have a choice, Dom, what do you want to do? And I just out of nowhere. Well, seeing as this is what would happen. I don't have a choice. He just starts going off, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" He does that. Yeah, he does that four more times in that movie where he just out of nowhere just starts screaming. I don't even understand why he he does. He does it a lot, but he's almost better. What he's like, he's got that deep, soft yeah. voice. Like, it, it, why yeah, would you just like have him just? Talk, everyone's just gonna listen to him. Real low. Oh, you can't handle me like this. But it's it's it borders on the James Stewart, you know. When he, once he starts yelling, it just immediately turns into a comedic performance. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. He's oh, yeah, James Stewart. Back. You connected it all. Yeah, yeah. that is James Stewart to a T. And then he starts it, yelling. Yeah. You're he's, just like this we can't guy. This anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, I, I I'm not believing this character anymore. At the top of his lungs. Uh, this has some awesome off-screen death. You get Elena's, which is just a fl- muzzle flash. But I love the person that they kick off into the propeller of the submarine, and they have all the blood fly up. But, you know, being that it's a PG-13 movie, they just, I don't know how The Rock be like, ooh, that's nasty, <laughs> or something like that. But it is kind of, it's almost, besides that one-liner, it's almost more graphic, because you have all that blood splashing yeah, up yeah, on the is, side of the like building. This is, the, this is one of the first ones in a while that I haven't watched the extended version, because I don't know what they were doing in what 2015 2016 when this movie came out that i looked at the blu-ray and i saw a thing that says go online to get the digital only version of the extended cut and i was like what why would they do that like it's just not on the blu-ray some some weird yep and that's probably why we're not watching it i don't even know if i have an extended if you downloaded the digital copy of it hopefully that would i'm gonna peek the extended version that was that was. Uh, I will say it's very apparent that this is like very much building up to the Hobbs and Shaw movie. There's a lot of Hobbs and Shaw back and forth in this movie, yeah, like them going the back and forth. Yeah, they're building that whole thing, like that whole prison scene of them going out together. Like that's definitely like this is almost like a it's, Hobbs it's and Shaw prequel. movie in and of itself in a lot of ways. Like yeah, there's so much Hobbs and Shaw action in this movie. Like that, it almost could be a Hobbs and Shaw movie in and of itself. It's probably expired, but you're like a thousand percent right. I have the 4K. There's no option when you put the disc yeah. in to do the it's unrated version or the extended director's cut like the other ones. But yeah, the digital code, it, it's there's yeah. one here it's for the like, extended. Oh, right. I should look to see if I even have it. 
this Fast and Furious movie on my iPad, I'll be sure to watch the extended version. I'd love to watch that on the big giant screen that I have in the living room, but I guess I just can't do that. I'd almost be surprised because these director's I mean, yeah, cuts, all these extended bullshit. Cuts, we couldn't even tell the difference. They anyway. end up. Uh, they might not be and anything really all added to it. Versions of these other movies, I really couldn't tell any difference from what I watched last time. Anyways. You can't tell the difference now. Well, it makes me think of all these PG thirteen horror films, and when they come out on DVD, they'd be like the unrated director's cut. And they would literally just add a scene because nobody in the rating board had seen this scene, and now they can consider it unrated. Regard, like it could be a scene of two people just talking that wasn't in the original cut, and they're like, "Now it's the unrated version of the Grudge or something." You're just just so it was selling point. But I did notice that I think my nine said it was extended. I, I don't know if my Hobbs and Shaw's yeah, extended. The like that. They're all like, "Watch the extended version." This is the. This must have been something that they were specifically trying to get people to do digital copies or something very specifically when this came out. Yeah, it is so weird. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah what's this? they're trying to kill physical media? Is that what, is that what it was? I remember back in the day, I really liked when you would buy the movie physically. They would send you a code digitally. So, like, if I wanted to buy Chuck the the Fate of the Furious as a gift, I would get a digital code emailed to me so I could watch the movie too. I don't do shit like that anymore. Nine's definitely the longest. Nine's like two and a half hours long, and I think the rest of these movies are like two hours, 15 minutes, or something like that, which still feels too long for these movies. This one was 220. Yeah, this one is longer. Yeah, that's uh, that was my first thing I thought, too, was this isn't even the extended version, and it's longer than the extended versions of the last ones. Yeah, the longest at this point was 215, so this one was 220. I don't think so. Who knows? Maybe that one could go. I thought they were all like two sixteen at this point. Ten will be ten. Will, you would think ten would potentially be shorter if it's a if it's a several part. What do you mean? Of a story. You know what 10's I mean. Ten's gonna be like three hours twenty five minutes each. It's gonna be like a nine nine out ten hour. It's gonna be ten hours. So like it's like each like film's gonna be like nine and a half, three and a half hours long. I don't know if it's the director too, but I genuinely liked the Fate of the Furious. Like it. I like the way the scenes were a lot better. That F. Gary Gray. Yeah. I think he's the one that did straight out of Compton and stuff. Like, a, lo- a lot of his movies are, are pretty competent, and I feel like he's maybe a stronger director than James Wan for this type of stuff. Maybe even Justin Lin. I saw this in the theater when it came out, and I saw it in the D-Box. And the D-Box theater utilized, like, the the seats beautifully for this movie like they were always doing something they were always moving there was always motion there was always something going on and i remember really really liking this movie when i saw it in the theater i don't think it's as exciting at home but i remember definitely really enjoying the theater experience for this film and i don't remember feeling like it was long even though it was like two and a half hours long this is two hours and 16 minutes and hobbs and shaw is the same runtime now i don't know if the hobbs and shaw that I have as an extended cut or not. I'm trying to look up the Fate of the Furious extended cut. You can tell that Statham and The Rock really enjoy each other. So, here you go. You ready for this? Uh, The extended cut of Fate of the Furious that we did not see is 13 minutes longer, and it's more (laughs) action, more humor. What a generic uh, description. That sounds to me like it's just more Tyrese ad-libs. 13 solid more minutes of Tyrese ad-libs. I was trying to see if there was, like, some brief, like... I know some it's going to be online somewhere, the difference is. 
yeah i don't understand like i definitely for this would have watched the extended cut if it was on the disc but that's also like um i really like the director's cut for dr sleep but for some reason it's like the blu-ray disc is the director's cut and the 4k disc is only the theatrical cut why wouldn't they just do both on both things Lexi, what were you saying? Oh, I, I was just saying I feel like Statham and The Rock seem to actually like each other. Like, they seem to work off of each other well. I think they do work well, and I think... Uh, yeah, they're pretty funny. We'll get to that in the next one, but I think Idris Elba is probably my favorite villain in any of these movies. Yeah, he's great. He's really, really good. That's just because you're in love with, in love with him. I am, too. As, as Idris Elba would say... <laughs> He knows the effect he has on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also the one with... They tease, like, a new character at the end of Hobbs and Shaw that I definitely... Like, I don't... I think it's just going to die in the series. Like, like die as in... Um, yeah. They're just never going to continue that storyline. There was a lot of stuff that, was, that felt like it was going to go further in Hobbs and Shaw that's obviously all just never going to come back again because of, uh, because of the Rock and Vin Diesel, you know having their disagreements yeah it's amazing how big the cast keeps yeah, getting yeah, and getting and getting it, it is very rare that they subtract characters again other than paul walker and that was only because of obviously necessity that that he died and gal Gadot's one of the other few but even the other characters like han come back from the dead more people keep coming back it's 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 very rare that the series even wants to kill people off they, they just keep adding them and adding them so. yeah you would think with 10 too like well if you're winding this series down you'd be better off like having some people actually die it's a real shame too because Hobbs and Shaw is an excellent film I know we're going to get into it but it seems like a missed opportunity for The Rock yeah, yeah they were like after they saw him do his um, Hawaiian dance in the soccer team cold opening with him and in this movie, they're like, we need more of that. I think I asked this before. Is this his real daughter, or is this uh, an actor yeah, playing his daughter? Actor. Probably an actor. I don't know. Okay. I think Hobbs and Shaw, too. I, well, I have to rewatch it, but for them to go to... Is it Hawaii where he's from? Well, I can't remember where the hell they... What islands they bring him to, just, but it seemed very inconvenient from where they were. They're like in Russia, and they're like, we're going to finish this over there. And you're like, what? That seems inconvenient to go that far out. But uh, we do know now that Chuck is gonna see Fast Ten with me. Yeah, and we're gonna see if it if it revives his love for cinema. I mean, that's pushing it, but we'll see. I mean, if the studio saw this saw Ten, and they're like, Finn Diesel, we need you to do three of these things. It's got to be good, right? Yeah. This can't be a ploy from the studio. They wouldn't do that to us. I thought you were gonna say uh, they were look. The studio was gonna look and be like. Vin Diesel, we need you to revive Chuck's love of cinema. <laughs> we need yeah. you to go out and... The real villain they need to get is Tom Cruise. Like, get Tom Cruise in there doing his own real stunts. That would be a great villain. <laughs> He'd be insane. That's why, like, I think it's just because, like, the espionage aspect that we're getting into in these Fast and Furious movies. Mission Impossible, the last three, and I'm sure the new one, the practical, like, stunts... You can definitely see it on the screen, and it makes the scenes that would otherwise, like the helicopter scene in six, the helicopter chase, just seems so much more intense by them being in real fucking helicopters. Are you talking about even if it's um, Mission Impossible? Okay, six. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm thinking like that's where like nine particularly stands out as one of the worst to me, just for like how bad the CG is in it again. 
I mean, the, what's the worst CG in this? The fire on his car in Cuba? Yeah. That looked didn't even remotely look real. It looked silly, but it was fine. It didn't bother me. The track. The, what about the tracking device in his necklace? The biggest character in the series. When did Dom become some sort of tech expert? Did Taj teach him how to do that too? He's just able to build this like micro tracking device into his necklace. Yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea. That would have been a better scene to be like, his family was in, his team was in on it. You know, they knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like, could have done another, like, Fast Five twist. They didn't... They haven't done that in a while. Maybe that's why it made it more exciting. But, yeah, the <laughs> shitty... His shitty-ass ne- <laughs> necklace. Like, he hang... He just perfectly has something to hang it up with when he's talking to Elena. So all the shots of him have a, his necklace dangling next to his face. The perfectly placed nail. I like that plane. Uh, the plane concept is funny to me because I worked on a TV show... And they had the same, like, the headquarters is on a plane that's always flying around. I'm like, this has to mo- be the most expensive base of all time. Like, jet fuel is not cheap. Uh, the scene with where they get Dom's kid off the plane and the kid's listening to Chipmunks with Jason Statham was like, it wasn't as funny to me this time. But when I watched it in theaters, I, I thought it was hilarious. So maybe it hasn't aged as well. But I still, still, like, I still enjoyed it. Like, the, like uh, the very last guy. You gonna kill a baby? That's sick. (laughs) The baby almost gets sucked out of the plane with Charlize Theron. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm ready to see more like cartoony things because like isn't Nine's the one with the magnets or whatever in the cars, and then the trailer for Ten has like a giant ball rolling around. This um, uh, the wrecking ball in this one definitely made me think that this is a scene that they figured out with toy cars like as they're playing with cars <laughs> what if a wrecking ball came by and then like they're like it comes back it gets the rest of them that's also a good cut too when they cut to the heist and it's and it's like already at the end like we've missed yeah it's only the, the majority it's the of the heist they're just that in this series like the uh the street race from five where they have to get the cars and then it just auto it just five yeah to them driving with those guys cars back but i i, I do 100 percent enjoy that and just the uh, the way it plays out of whoa why is there so many explosions Roman what did you do I used them all you used them all like just the whole plan like it just went to crap also it made me think of when we were talking about the muscle cars in western Pennsylvania in the winter when he's driving his Lamborghini <laughs> on the ice and he has like yeah, no control over it tires. and they're making fun <laughs> of him for not having snow tires I was like this is Chuck's uh Exactly what Chuck said. It came to fruition in the eighth Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, they don't seem practical besides the tank. Maybe Dom's car. Like that scene where Dom, after he kills, the Lamborghini's all wheel drive, and he he goes down the hillside in his uh the Charger or whatever, and it's like you, any other car in the world would just got stuck in a shit ton of snow, but somehow he's able to just drive through it. I've watched one of those Aventadors do ice racing before. They can do it. What? Those Aventadors, the, the orange Lamborghini. I've seen them do ice racing before. They have all-wheel drive systems. The car. It's about the driver, and Roman's a terrible driver. That's also very true. What is the number one upgrade for your car? The driver. Spoiler. There's the driver. It's absolutely true. Uh, Tyrese is a very competent driver like in competent with like Too Fast, Too Furious. He's, he's one weird. of those characters that gets like worse and worse at <laughs> his driving. And it goes. It's more and more just about the looks on his car. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has that same. Uh, he does have a kind of funny line when they do the uh, 
putting the hooks through the car when Dom goes to slam in. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I think he's driving a Mercedes or something. I think he says that. He's like, my Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Or what is it? It's a Bentley. No, it's, yeah, I uh, couldn't remember which Bentley. one it was. But I was just, yeah. I just knew yeah. it was something. And he's like, no, 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 don't. Oh. It's also funny when they're talking about the airplane, but they're specifically talking, like, well, they just mentioned an airplane. I was thinking of six, the end of six. But they were actually talking about seven, where <laughs> where he won't yeah. jump out of the plane with everyone else, even though it was his idea. And I'm like, you know, the series getting convoluted when they just mentioned something casually, and you're like, well, which which airplane scene airplanes. was that? They mentioned both because they because we get more airplane in this because he get Dom gets to the runway and they pick him up and the Decker plane Shaw brings it up to his brother later where he says when they when they land in in the plane and he says. You don't have good track records with planes. And he, he looks back all scared. Uh, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like he calls him Scarface, too, with his effed up face. He's yeah. apparently survived Some that hospital. They took good do. care that of him. one nurse that, that he left alive. She single-handedly took care of him in a burning building. <laughs> she brought him home with him. It's like, I'll, t- I'll heal you at my house. Yeah, I'm more interested to see where it goes. Because this was like the tease for Hobbs and Shaw. Like, oh, it's a lot of... These two, they're fun together, right? <laughs> like, that's what this movie's like. This is fun, right? You think this is fun? But I really wasn't sold on the Fast 9 trailer, and I think I've seen that movie, like, twice now because <laughs> I've caught it on TV a few times. It's like whatever HBO displays, it's just always F9. But here's hoping that tends a return to some sort of formula. Maybe a new director will actually make it more interesting. I know that uh, uh, he was thrown into it, and he said that he'd, like, had zero time the pr- he was pretty much going off of Justin Lin's shooting schedule and shot list and everything so I'm sure he improvised here and there but it'll end up being like when uh, Peter Jackson took the Hobbit back from Guillermo del Toro and it's like this definitely feels like a movie that was made by somebody that like didn't have any prep any say on this movie whatsoever your favorite movie The Hobbit Part 1 The Unexpected Journey classic. But yeah, I mean, I guess this pretty much sums up the movie. We went all around the world. We went from Cuba to New York to Russia, back to New York, uh, Germany, I guess. We were in Germany for a little bit. Which, did you get the feeling that Shaw at the end of Six was just in Germany randomly? No. I think, yeah, it was, or was it just an uh, undisclosed yeah, prison that Shaw's in? Yeah, because it, uh, again, where, where he goes from, he gets buried under rubble in L.A., and you would assume he was in America. Yeah, I mean, I could, I would imagine they would, you know, extradite him back to, like, the UK, but I don't think he'd be in Berlin, unless he's committed the most amount of crimes in Berlin. I don't know how this would work. Yeah. It's fan- totally fantasy. And he's like, I will escape this prison by the next movie when they bring me into a much easier prison to escape from. Oh, man. Kurt Russell's maybe less screen time in this than the last one. And then he taps. Maybe he doesn't like Vin Diesel either. He's, that's why he's tapped out. But we'll see. Any other final thoughts? I'm good. I don't have anything else to talk about, I don't think. You're good, Chuck. You're good, Lexi. Yep. Any Fate of the F- Furious facts that you want to throw in there? No. All right. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you on Friday with, uh, oh, no. We'll see you next week with Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.